Hey everybody, uh, this is episode 53 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Irvin and joining me today is my wife, um, Mayra Esquivel, who's also a paralegal and advocate for Arkansas Immigrant Defense. So she's a co-guest hosting today. And um, our actual guest today is Cesar Espinosa um, on Facebook. He's under Cesar Octavio. He is the executive director of Fiel Houston. Um, and uh, he's been doing a lot of advocacy work for immigrant communities for quite a few years now. Um, Cesar, can you talk a little bit about the work that you do on a day-to-day basis with Fiel Houston? Um, well, number one, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Think, uh, you know, anywhere we can be, uh, we, we, we love to be on here. Um, so uh, we, we've been, I myself have been involved in activism work now for organizing work now for the last 20 years. Um, I started off uh, graduating from high school and realizing that the opportunities for dreamers were not the same. As for everybody else, uh, a small uh, club of students that would, um, help other students, other undocumented students kind of navigate the, the complex systems that we face sometimes. Um, and we've now grown to be the largest immigrant rights organization in the state of Texas. Uh, actually, just last week, uh, we, we changed our kind of our mission because now we're gonna be uh, a civil rights organization, uh, but an immigrant-led instance, we now hope on other cases with police brutality um, and, and other issues that affect our community like healthcare, education, uh, housing and things like that. So we've, we're growing, we're expanding, uh, always with uh, the thought in mind of helping other, other folks uh, and folks in the Latinx community as well as immigrants. So with, with just your normal day to day, since you already have so much going on, um, and, and I know we're gonna talk about uh, Vanessa as well, that's the main topic of today's conversation. How do you juggle all that? Cause that just seems like just just in general for me even though i don't work for a community organization that uh, focuses on immigrant rights you know so many messages I'm, I'm guessing you probably get a lot of messages in your inbox people asking questions outside of the organization how do you juggle that and then get involved with this um so uh number one i have uh two cell phones with uh about 10 lines uh that i carry with me all the time so obviously it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of work but we're happy to be here we're happy to exist um and i mean i there's no other other way that i can say that i cope with it other than uh, at the end of the day we know that we're doing right by our community and it does take a lot of support from our community we get a ton of messages online every single day of folks you know uh, either bringing cases up, but also thanking us for, for raising the community's voice. So at the end, that keeps us going. Also, I have a great support system in my family uh, and my friends. And they, uh, you know, if, if anybody follows me on Instagram, they see that, I, I, you know, any spare moment that I have, I'm hanging out with my nieces and nephews who are amazing. And they're, they bring so much life to my world. Uh, and that, and also a lot of cafe de olla, uh, a lot of coffee <laughs> to keep everything going, and to and to make sure that you know that we stay on the ball. But maybe more than anything, it's um, I think it's um, what keeps us going is the commitment to our community to uh, to know that we're uh, doing something that possibly uh, nobody else is doing for them. Um, and at the end, that's really what keeps us going. And when we're hopeful that, you know, this is only the beginning that we go further and further and that we help out more and more families as we go along. 
So we're, we're obviously here to talk about um, Vanessa Guillen and her case uh, that has gone uh, national. Um, I know that I recently heard about it and I know it might be different for you since you're on the ground, you're there in the area where, where this happened. Can you talk a little bit about, I, I normally would be the one that would be give this background information in regards to like the case, but I feel like you're the expert. If you can just tell us for those that might not be aware of what's going on, uh, what's been happening and uh, where we're at now. So, um, so Vanessa is, um, and before we start, you know, this is our, our heartfelt condolences and our, all of our love and positive energy go out to the Guillem family. Oftentimes, uh, when we meet with families like the Guillem family, uh, we tell them that it's them under better circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it's really tough to have those conversations, you know, to, to go into spaces with people under these very uh, intense circumstances. But um, to that effect, we, um, we, are, uh, we are hoping that, um, that at the end of the day, the family gets the justice that they deserve, that all families deserve. Um, so Vanessa Guillen was a, uh, was a, a first class uh, soldier in the U.S. Army based here out of Fort Hood, one of the largest bases in the country. Uh, unfortunately, uh, now 73 days ago, uh, Vanessa was murdered on base uh, by an officer, by a, a sergeant, um, who, who there was some sort of altercation. Um, and unfortunately, she was uh, very brutally murdered. Uh, and then her body was discovered uh, just a few days ago. Um, you know, and and unbeknown to the family and the, the circumstances that happened. Some of the, I won't go into detail about some of the very gruesome details, but, but uh, it's, it's just unfathomable what happened to this uh, very young lady who was only 20 years old, who had made a promise to the United States uh, to serve her country, but that promise uh, wasn't returned to her. They, she wasn't protected as, as she should be. And one of the things that folks, um, that we wanna make sure that, to point out is that in the, in the last statements that Fort Hood has made, uh, they're basically discrediting. I, I mean, even at this point where, like, where where we now have Vanessa, we now have found out that she is deceased. They're trying to like attack her character by saying that uh, none of this happened, that this was an isolated incident, and then when all the statistics are coming out, we've had, you know, one of the things that we talk to families is that like, they're at the end of the day, we understand that they're going to tragedy, but at the end of the day tragedy sometimes leads to, to change, right? Like we've seen in George Floyd uh, and in other cases where, where tragedies, um, where we can't even begin to understand the, the amount of pain that families are going through, but we can use this to change so that these other families don't have to go through these types of things. So, um, you know, it's, it's very disheartening to hear now Fort Hood saying, attacking Vanessa's character, instead of getting to the bottom of this, instead of going to, uh, finding out really what happened to Vanessa in her last moments and really finding out what led to Vanessa being murdered on base and then nobody doing anything about it for more than 70 days. So um, it, it's really, at the end of the day, we, we want to make sure that the family gets justice, but it, it's important to point out that at this point, you know, this family's life has changed and, and ruined forever, but we can help amplify and support as a community so that we can create change so that no other family has to go through this. But um, like you I said, talk about the, the relationship, like how that, um, like how you were able to get in contact with the family or if they were able to get in contact with you, how that happened? 
Well, uh, one of the things that I'm very proud uh, to say about Fiel is that we always respond to what our membership and our community asks. Um, and when we, in the, in the first weeks that this story started kind of getting traction, uh, we were getting a lot of emails and a lot of messages on social media from our membership uh, asking us to reach out to the family. So we did uh, just that um, and we... and stuff like that to help amplify the story uh and after we did then um you know uh people started answering and they started getting support uh from other groups and at the end of the day that that's what our hope is is to use our platform to make sure that people's voices are amplified so that the powers that exist uh and uh in fact do what they're supposed to do and and get the helps that these uh You were kind of cutting off a little bit there. Oh. Um, you, you can you can still see us, right? Yeah, I can still see you. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. It cut off a little bit, but um, well, first of all, we want to we want to say thank you for for the work that you're doing, uh, just in general on a day to day basis, and and thank you for the work that you're doing also for uh, for Vanessa's family. Um, I know that recently, um, I guess, and you can kind of tell us if you know more news about it since you're there in Texas. Um, based on what I've seen, it, it kind of sounds like uh, the remains that were found two days ago, um, the family and the attorney and the person that was leading the rescue uh, or, the, or the search mission um, said that they think that it is Vanessa, but the forensics haven't confirmed it, right? Or have they? Um, well, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, today on July 3rd, 2020, we, we still don't have confirmation and and it's it's really sad because uh number one only partial remains were found and number two she was unfortunately treated so gruesomely that even the the remains that are found determined that it was her uh and but the family knows uh the people that found her know the fbi uh basically has confirmed but we're still they're still waiting to uh, physically and, and scientifically confirmed that it's her. Um, and it's sad that we even have to say that because of the way of the manner that she was found uh, mm -hmm. and of the way that she was, uh, she was treated so uh, horrendously that uh, there's certain parts of her body that are unidentifiable at this moment. So, you know, once again, our, our heartfelt condolences go out to the family, to everybody that's, that's suffering to this. And, and it, and it's, it really is terrible that we have to be talking about Vanessa in this manner. I mean, a young lady who had a bright future ahead of her, who was, you know, everything that we hear from friends and families, I mean, talks about an amazing uh, human being. And the fact that she was treated in this manner uh, should, should make us all angry and should make us all uh, call out for change um, in the various systems that were surrounding her and that failed her. I was looking at some of the interviews that you've done recently um, with other folks. And one of the things that was brought up was that uh, elected officials hadn't been public about, uh, hadn't make any public statements. Um, you know, the governor, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, um, is it still that way right now? Like, have they not, have they remained silent? 
uh, we we condemn the silence of the governor of Governor Abbott and and the senators here from Texas, uh, who have yet to say to make a public statement on Vanessa Guillen's uh, disappearance and uh, on her now presumed death. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, and maybe you've seen this, but uh, they a couple of weeks ago they made a big fuss over a lady who wanted to get uh, who wanted to cut hair. Yeah. Uh, and they went very publicly with cameras and they cut their hair at this lady's salon. They paid for her veil. And, and how, how, what a slap in the face to our community yeah. that they, they helped this woman who is obviously violating, you know, social distancing and who was violating her First Amendment rights. But yet they will not make a public statement on a soldier who was serving on a U.S. base, defending the exact freedom and rights that these senators and people have. And so, I mean, this is, if, if folks are not upset about anything else, they should be very upset about this. And we should hold these public officials accountable for their silence. Uh, you know, one of the sayings that we hear all the time is that silence is violence. And, and, and what these folks are perpetuating is that exact violence. And, and I hate to play the race card, but if it would have been anybody else, uh, I mean, they would have they would have already said something like they did in the case of this woman who was who was who was getting her First Amendment rights violated. But yet we have a child who was serving in the U.S. military who who died a very gruesome death on base, and yet we have heard nothing from the from all elected officials at the at the uh, state level um, who are you know who who like the governor and the vice governor and all those folks, and we have yet to hear anything from uh, from the senators here in the state of Texas. Uh, we do want to give a, a shout out and commend Senator Sylvia Garcia, because yeah. she has been with the family from day one. She, uh, there, as her constituents, she has fought. She's fighting for a congressional inquiry, as well as other uh, members of Congress here who want to know what happened to Vanessa Guillen and what led up to, uh, to the events that unfolded uh, in the way that she perished. I find that completely crazy. The fact that no one's made, bless you, bless you, that no one's made any, any statement yet. And the president hasn't even acknowledged it either, right? Yes, the number 45 hasn't said anything yet. And once again, this is somebody that was serving on base who had made a promise to this country to protect it and defend it uh, by any means necessary. Yet the government is not doing the same for her. Um, we have started, there's a petition for the White House uh, that has gotten hundreds of thousands of signatures. Uh, we have uh, veterans groups uh, supporting. We have other movements that are supporting um, the Guillen family. Uh, and yet the White House has been completely silent on what has happened to uh, private first class Guillen. So, I mean, it, it once again, it, it we it, it begs the question of if this would have been somebody else, uh, what would have happened? Would they have gone out and searched like they did in the last couple of days uh, in the magnitude that they did? But why did it take 70 days for anybody to really take action? That's what I was going to say, because, I mean, it, it this supposedly happened in uh, like mid-April, right? Or close to like the 20th, 23rd of April? Yes. And throughout the time, throughout all this time, it wasn't until when until anybody actually started doing anything about it in the system. Well, um, it, it took a couple of weeks. The family themselves knew uh, that that Vanessa would not just disappear out of thin air and would stop answering their text messages. So, you know, as family, we know when there's something wrong with our loved ones because who knows them better than we do, right? But um, 
but at the end of the day, uh, they, they started doing their own investigation. They started going to Fort Hood themselves. They started, uh, you know, uh, begging the, the Fort Hood authorities to start doing anything. And when they saw that there was no, no movement from them, then they started reaching out to, to the Congress members and things like that. And, and, and it, it took some time for them to get the support that they really needed. But at the end of the day, uh, now we're at a point where, where, you know, things are starting to move for them. And once again, it's so sad that it took so long for them to get the answers that deserve. This family has been suffering now for over two months. Uh, the, the mom, uh, she's, uh, she's devastated by this news as any mom would be, uh, but she's actually currently under medication because she just cannot handle what happened to her daughter. And I don't think any of us could, right? I mean, like, we have, once again, we have to acknowledge the fact that even though at the end of the day, we may get some sort of change uh, or some legislation or, or uh, actual changes within Fort Hood or within the U.S. Uh, military so that this doesn't happen again, at the end of the day, this family's life has been turned upside down. So what, what can we do right now, Cesar? I mean, here in Arkansas, every day, the, the amount of support is growing for Vanessa. There's actually going to be a rally uh, for her tomorrow here in, in Springdale, Arkansas. Out of all places in the, around the country, it's gonna be here. Um, but what would be a good call to action to uh, let the folks know uh, tomorrow that will be attending that rally um, for them to support. And, uh, and also, is there, is there any way for it? Do you think it's even a good idea for the folks to somehow send, like, whether the condolences or, like, flowers to the family of Vanessa? Or, and how can they do that if they want to do that, if you know? Well, um, so there's several things. Number one is we want to thank people from all over the country who are who are acting. I mean, I know that a lot of people are telling us, well, why host rallies or marches during times of pandemic? And the answer is very simple. There's bigger diseases in this country than, than COVID-19. And not to downplay the fact that COVID-19 is very real and many of us could get sick uh, from it, but uh, racism and injustices and sexual harassment are bigger diseases than COVID-19. And they're more prevalent and they have been around for a longer time than this, than this virus. So we wanna thank all people who are uplifting, who are doing their part in their cities and their towns all over the United States to bring uh, awareness to what's going on and to do their part uh, to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, I would invite folks to go on to the Find Vanessa Guillen uh, Facebook page. Uh, and, and I mean, the family does really need a lot of emotional support right now, uh, but they also need uh, monetary contributions. Obviously, they haven't been working. Obviously, they haven't. Uh, they, they, they're going to need uh, money for now. The movement that's going to begin around them, which is like going to involve trips to, to D.C., to, uh, to uh, the state capitol here. I mean, and you, you know this better than anybody else. There's resources that are needed. Y'all too know this. There's resources that are needed for these types of movements. And oftentimes people will get. So everything, any little bit helps. $5, $10, uh, you know. Uh, there's, there's, uh, if we all in Spanish to say, ponemos un granito de arena, we all like, we all can pitch in and make sure that, that we uplift this family. Uh, but more importantly, I think that, um, you know, when people are in these rallies or even if they host events or take a picture with a I am Vanessa Guillen sign or anything like that, the family knows that, that this is not, that they're not alone in this. Yeah. Um, we, we, um, oftentimes, you know, when I talk to the mom, uh, and she she breaks down because she she feels the outpour of support from from you guys today. I'm gonna see her this afternoon, and I'm gonna let her know that in Arkansas people are thinking about her, 
Uh, and I know that it's going to bring a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, hope to her heart and it's going to uplift her today so that we can uh, hold the, the event tonight that we're hosting for uh, the vigil at, at uh, Fort Hood tonight for her. And so I think it's, it's important for the family to get that. Uh, but more importantly, I think it's, it's um, we need to start having those tough conversations around, uh, around sexism, around, uh, you know, the, the patriarchal art article system that, that exists that allows for these things to happen. One of the biggest mind-blowing things that I've learned in the last couple of days is that in the U.S. military, one in every two women suffer from sexual harassment or sexual assault. That is 50%. Wow. And, and oftentimes, you know, I hear people saying that like, oh, well, uh, we have policies in the U.S. military where women shouldn't go places by themselves. And it's not even about that. No. It's, not, it's not, women should be able to be women wherever they are. Mm -hmm. and, and we shouldn't be talking about them. Rather, we should be uh, honing down on, on the perpetuators or the people that perpetuate this culture that exists, not only in the U.S. military, but in general, right? And so... For my little sister, for my niece, for all the women that I know, for everybody, we have to make sure that we do better uh, to make sure that these systems change so we don't have any more Vanessa. So we don't have, women don't have to live with the constant fear of I can't walk to the car by myself because somebody's going to do something to me, right? So I think, I think these conversations need to happen. Just like, uh, you know, lately I've been talking to a lot of people having the, the tough conversations of anti-blackness in the Latino community. We yeah. have to have those conversations right here, right now. And we don't have to wait till Thanksgiving or Christmas to have them. We need to really actively, if we hear somebody saying something sexist or we hear something saying something anti-Black, we have to shut it down in the moment and, 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 and try to figure out how as a community, how as a culture, we can change things so these things don't happen. So I think that's one of the biggest, most important things that people can do is start having those conversations, start educating uh, different members of our community, our kids, um, so that we don't perpetuate the, these these stigmas and these stereotypes, but as well as we don't we don't uh, we don't continue to perpetuate these behaviors. Um, and I think that's that's a bigger conversation that we can all have, even even if we don't go out to the rallies, even if we don't participate online we can have these conversations with our own families, with our own friends, and make sure that we shut it down and change the culture for good. And I see that uh, people are even using this uh, case as a way to kind of compare with George Floyd, saying, you know, if you showed up for George Floyd, then you need to show up for Vanessa. And, it, and that's just very toxic and very problematic because you should show up for both. Absolutely. And and, and one of the things that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out our community, we say, you know, like I want folks to show up for, for, for Vanessa, like they did up for, for George Floyd. And it's not, it's not anybody's responsibility. It's our own responsibility to show up for our own and to show up for everybody else. So, you know, I, my sister says, you know, she says, you love to fight with people online, but I do because I, I, once again, it's like, lead by examples, have these conversations, have these tough conversations with people so that they get it and that they click. And at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to fight for our own community to support and uplift for other communities. Uh, because, you know, our, our new motto is if you come for one of us, you come for all of us. And that's what, that's what we need to do. And that's how we build community. And that's how we create change, not only for you, but for everybody else, because what affects one of us affects all of us. And at the end of the day, Today was Vanessa, to, tomorrow could be one of us, and, and we don't want that to happen. So once again, to those people, it is our responsibility. Uh, you know, you want to see 60,000 people in the streets in Houston, show up yourself. 
if you can and if it's safe for you to do so. Uh, and if not, there's, like I said, I just explained several ways that you can help uplift this family uh, and, and, and continue to grow, make this movement grow. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for mentioning that. Um, and one other thing that I also wanted to touch on, I think you, I saw in an interview, you mentioned that um, when this case was made public and folks saw that you were assisting, um, other people came out with their stories of their family members or friends that are still missing and is this is this specifically from Fort Hood and I know you mentioned that proportionally it was like more people of color that were reporting this. yes and so one of the uh, one of the silver linings in in all of this was that uh, it, unfortunately um, and it's weird to talk about it in this way but unfortunately uh, another soldier who had gone missing from Fort Hood who was proclaimed to be AWOL uh, uh, Private First Class Morales was also found, uh, his remains were found near Fort Hood uh, in the days leading up to the finding of Vanessa. Uh, there's a lot of soldiers, this, this base has been problematic, they've had a lot of issues of soldiers disappearing, uh, and we know this is not coincidence, this is something that's going on, there's, there's, obviously, um, there's obviously something happening from within, there's corruption happening from, from within and cover-ups that allow this, this, these people to go missing. Um, so the once again the the silver lining is that a lot of people are coming forward um the other the other thing that unfortunately has come forward is many women who have told their stories who have who have because uh, they don't want this to happen anymore they don't want this to happen to any other women so uh one of the things you know going back to the point that that we were just talking about is one of the most beautiful things that i saw at a vigil we held um a couple of days ago for Vanessa here in Houston at a mural that they painted for her is that a lot of African-American veterans came out, a lot of women African-American veterans came out and they, they spoke about their story and they spoke about the shared, uh, the shared experiences that we have, that, which are not, unfortunately not positive, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, it, it, this, this, once again, this is not about a single race or single, this is about us making institutional change so that no other person has to go through this. But um, we, we want to make sure that other folks um, come out, that, that they have their voices heard, because at the end of the day, the more people hear about these things happening, about these unfortunate things happening, the more that we can create a movement to make sure that there's change in the long run. Thank you for uh, making the time for this interview today, uh, Cesar. Um, like I, I know that you have a lot of things going on and sometimes making time for, uh, for these kind of things, it can be very stressful, I, can, I know from personal experience. So I thank you for taking the time. Um, yeah, please just send our energy over to uh, Vanessa's family. Let them know that in Arkansas, there are people that, that care for them and that support them and that are gonna be rallying for the justice of Vanessa Guillen. Um, and uh, let her know that she's not alone if you can. Um, please send that energy over to her. Um, so, um, so one of, there's two things. Number one is we've been using the hashtag now, justice for Vanessa. Um, and so we ask the folks to use that. Uh, and number two is that if, if at the rally, uh, folks can do the, the No Están Solas chant. I think that that's something that we're trying to, uh, that we're trying to amplify um, so that the family knows that they are not alone in this fight for justice. Oh, I love it. That's Definitely. gonna be so powerful. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. I mean, I didn't speak a lot because I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> and I know that somewhere in speaking, I was gonna, my voice was gonna crack and I'm, I was just gonna break down. Um, it's been a very hard few weeks to follow this story. 
And you know what I've been telling Irving more than anything is like, I really hope the mom knows, the family knows that they have a whole country behind them and that we are here to support them. You know, me mama, my old mom has been like rezando por ella, like, you know how our moms are, you know? And so yeah. I just, I know we keep saying this, but we really want them to feel like they're not alone. And, and thank you for giving us those call to action points so that people can know how to help. I know you mentioned that um, to make monetary donations, can they do that through the Facebook page? Yes, on the Facebook page, there's the official GoFundMe for the Guillem family. So we have. Did, did you guys get that part of that that I cut off? It, it kind of cut off, and we oh, can, cut off. So we'll, we'll edit that. We'll edit that on the audio version. But if you can repeat that again, uh, yes. sorry about that. So, so we're asking folks to go uh, onto the Find Vanessa Guillen page uh, and go onto the official GoFundMe that the family has uh, has been going on for them, uh, because that way the entirety of the money will go to them. Okay. Um, so if folks want to, I know a lot of our folks don't don't deal in like credit card and stuff like that. So. If, if somebody wants to gather money and, and then write a check to the Guillen family, we can make sure that they get that as well. Uh, but we do ask that folks go online and donate to the official GoFundMe. So in that way, all the proceeds can go uh, to the family. Yeah, yeah, awesome, sounds good. Sounds good. Another thing I wanna say um, is when you were mentioning how Fort Hood is you know, completely not taking ownership of this and discrediting everything that happened and um, the, one of the things that has been extremely frustrating to watch, but is on social media, you know, people are posting screenshots of how they are being outspoken in the sense that they'll be recruiting officers and, and people are holding them accountable. And they're like, you know, we want justice for Vanessa Guillen. And the responses that they are getting are yeah, so disheartening. Like yeah. to see that it's, I, I'm like, are you, are, is this real life? You know, it's just overwhelming, overwhelmingly like so sad to just see that. But I, I do have hope in these people that are being outspoken, our younger generation that's being outspoken, and that change is going to come about. Again, you know, like George Floyd, I, I hate that he had to be a martyr mm -hmm. to to start up the momentum with Black Lives Matter, um, and all those other ones that passed away prior or were murdered um, prior to him. Same thing with Vanessa, you know, I feel like um, I'm a true believer in that in every negative situation comes something positive. And I really feel that the momentum is gonna, gonna start piling up and, and there's gonna be change. But again, I really hate that Vanessa had to be a martyr for this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that um, you know, looking into the future, and you touched on a couple of, of very important points. Number one is that young people are seeing what's happening, and I hope that they, just like we took a stand during our time, that they take a stand now and they fix the issues yeah. that are that are plaguing uh, their generation. Uh, but very important too is that other folks uh, come together, and we come together as different communities and 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 fight for one another, yeah. uh, and fight for the liberation and freedom of, of people in general. So um, I, I mean, I hate that, that this had to happen, but in the conversations that we have with these families is out of 
out of great pain has to come great hope and great uh, change. Mm -hmm. And so we hope that that something happens and that change does come, not only for Vanessa in, in memory of her, but for anybody else who's suffering uh, with these injustices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and thank you for joining us once again, Cesar. We'll go ahead and forward you the pictures and videos that we get from tomorrow's events. Maybe you can share them with Vanessa's mom. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that will uh, bring some light to this darkness that she's currently living in. And, and like I said, just let her know that she's not alone, that we're here to support her. Um, and we'll keep up to date with any kind of updates that you might have on social media so that we can let our communities know. Um, and uh, thank you for all, for all you do, and thank you for being a part of this episode today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And shout out to everybody in Arkansas doing their part uh, to make sure that we get justice for all. Uh, un, un saludo y un abrazo bien fuerte desde Texas. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, we're all in this together. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you all for listening to this episode. And to end this episode, we end with a song dedicated to Vanessa Guillen. This is Christina Aguilera, Loyal, Brave, and True. To be loyal, brave.